Well, hello there, friends. It's Leah here with a Mom Force Mini coming at you from the twilight zone called Quarantine Life here in California. Okay, it's official. All the schools here are closed for the rest of the school year. Have you guys gotten the note yet? I know that Utah has and probably a dozen other states, but how are you doing with that? I have to tell you, I did not handle it well. Even though I knew it was coming and I had the anticipation that it would be here, when the actual decision was made that we would not be going back to school, I cried. And you know what? I actually cried a lot that day. And I might have cried a little more over the weekend. And I will say, it's tapered off. But initially, I felt so overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with the expectations that I had for myself, that I had for this season of life. I mean, I barely just got a new driver that was getting ready to help all of my things go more smoothly. I finally felt like I was starting to win at this whole thing. And then I was so sad for my kids missing the schools that they love and friends that they adore. I had ideas of projects that I would be able to accomplish and work endeavors that were important to me. This is our life now, and it's not what I planned on. But there are days that I love, and then there are days that I yell a lot more than I want, and days that I eat more than I want, and days that feel like have 327 hours in them. But even amongst all the hard, I feel so lucky to be able to lead this quarantined life. How are people on the front lines with families doing it? Seriously, I am so grateful for all of the essential workers who are like literal superheroes to all of us right now. And then some of them have to go home and keep that superheroes hustle going for all of their kids and their partners and wake up and do it all again. I am barely hanging on. I don't know how they're doing it. So if you know one of these people, can you just give them a virtual high five or drop a gift card off on their door or just tell them how awesome they are? So when we had our school canceled and I had to think up how we were going to make this work while also making it a memorable, fun, and exciting time for my kids. Because in the end, this is a stressful time for everyone. And I really want them to look back and remember that we can still have fun and joy in the midst of stress. So what I did was I sent all the kids away with five little strips of paper, and I had them come up with five things that each of them wanted to do during this break from real life. And I will say, I was impressed with some of the things that came out of this crowdsourcing endeavor. They were things like buy a pet, play Dungeons and Dragons, plant a garden, drive to a waterfall. Those are all fun. But there were, well, okay, here, I'll just read you a few things that the kids brought to the table. Tommy, my four-year-old, play Wii U and never have mom say to stop. My 14-year-old Oscar wanted to play Minecraft with his friends and cousins. Watch all eight Harry Potter movies in one day and restore the old iMac we have. The big girls, Eleanor, who's 12, and Maggie, who is 10, wanted to do TikToks, get their own YouTube channel, fix their Instagram accounts, and get permission to use Snapchat finally. When my 16-year-old turned his in, one of his asked for Xbox for an entire day by himself. And 
one free pass to skip any family activity. Classic. I am one that likes fun, but I also am one that hates my kids on screens. Almost all of the things that I've learned about social media, certain video games, and excessive TV are just no bueno for growing brains. So these things are normally just no way in our house. But you know, it's Corona time. And I figured, hey, this is a once in a lifetime time. And we're going to try doing some once in a lifetime stuff. Plus, it's not like I'm just going to let them loose into the wind with devices and the internet. So I adjusted the parameters and we decided to say yes. So here's my rundown of how this bit of yes went. We're going to start with the video game day. So we adjusted the request for an all-day gluttony of gaming with no interruptions to something that I could actually palette. And here's how it went. We chose one day where after they got in some exercise, some personal hygiene, did a few jobs around the house, they could play their guts out between noon and 6 p.m. when we would take a break for dinner and our family time at night. And you know what? It actually wasn't terrible. They had a chance to connect with friends and cousins, laugh at each other and with each other, and they weren't even super crabby or crusty towards Steve and I or each other. So I think it was great. It went fine. And I was really surprised. But I will say for my younger kids who had a chance to play the Wii U while the big kids rotated around on Xboxes and Minecraft and things like that, they had fun. They thought they had fun. And it was hard to coax them out of that video game funk at the end of the day. So I would say less is more for the video games, even on a marathon day, because at the end of those six hours of playing nonstop video games, everyone to their chagrin and my joy kind of agreed that the max benefit for feeling good about the day of video games was really achieved at around two and a half hours. I'll also note that we don't ever play violent video games really. We know that violent video games are detrimental to brain development, and lots of the reading that I've done over the years also says games where they primarily live in an alternate reality is not good for social and emotional development. So we have a rule at our house that we don't play anything that is above T-rated, no violent video games, and no alternate reality games. All right, social media accounts. So I started out being like, oh, sure, it'll be fun for you to have a chance to connect with your friends because I know I like having social media, but I also have natural barriers to how much it's a part of my life. I mean, I have seven children and a husband that need me in the real world. So I regularly have to log off and put it away for most of the day. However, kids on quarantine have less natural barriers. And my sure quickly changed to shut your phones off and put it on the counter, which is our home for phones when they're not in use. So wow. I mean, social media is addicting. I could not believe how fast even my 10 year old was hooked and how much they started looking for that comparison and validation. It struck me that social media was a cup they could never quite fill. There was always more to see, more to post, more to comment, more to do. And I was done. I pretty much decided my 10-year-old can play on TikTok with her older sister, but only from my phone. And for the big kids, I am allowing them to have only one social media app on their phone. And the rest of them, if they have accounts, they have to log in on my phone, which again, provides that nice natural barrier because 
I have to give them permission. And I typically like to have my phone with me, so I don't let them spend a lot of time on it. However, there is one social media app that I just have to say I am over, and it's Snapchat. Every single experience that I've had in the last three and a half, four weeks with it hasn't been feeling very good. So in our house, we just decided death to Snapchat. Here's a recap of what I found out. Number one, I don't loathe all video games as much as I thought I did. I used to think that they were the worst. I actually realized I just hate that my kids ask to play them instead of doing something that I feel would be more productive and better for them. I do like TV. I just don't like a lot of it or having it on during the day. That is, unless I'm desperate for a break. And lastly, number three, I realized I actually really do hate social media for kids. It's just not awesome. We aren't banning it because I feel like it will eventually be a part of their lives to come. And they will need to learn the important bits of moderation and perspective with it. So we're starting to practice that now while they have the guidance of us to point out what makes them feel good and what doesn't make them feel good and help them identify how they want to let that into their lives. But I wish we could just go back to talking on the phone and passing notes, but I guess I might be alone and that's okay, but that's just one mom's opinion. So as you're working through all of these new challenges with keeping your kids engaged and challenged and loved and cared about, and active. Just know that we are out here doing it too, that we hear you and we see you and we're excited for the changes that will be left over after all of this comes. This has been Leah with another Mom Force Mini. I'm signing off with a big fat good luck to everyone and Godspeed for all of you out there in this twilight zone we're calling quarantine.